Oops. <laughs> free people will never remain free if they are not. All right, that's the wrong intro music, folks. I just got all, <laughs> all the all the settings just right, and I selected the, the wrong uh, intro song. Okay, in any case, we are here. This is Yahweh's Covenant people, and I'm sorry. I'm also confused. I, I didn't get much sleep last night, folks. Sorry. All right. This is Genesis to Revelation. I'm catching up. I'm slowly catching up. And uh, we're going to be talking about – let me see if I get this right. Uh, let's see. Deuteronomy. <laughs> we we left off we left Leviticus. off on uh, uh, chapter seven verse twenty three. We might want to start over with chapter seven. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, because yeah. there's there's a lot going on there, and <clears throat> it contains uh, information. Uh, Leviticus chapter seven. So let me open up my. Well, here, uh, why don't you just go ahead and read the first verse, because I have a comparison I want to do back to Genesis fifteen. So just read the first verse, please. Okay. When Yahweh thy God shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and has cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. Okay. So let's go back to Genesis chapter 15, where the promise is given to Abraham that his descendants would occupy Palestine. But it wasn't called Palestine then. It was, let's just call it Canaan land, okay? That his, his descendants, the Israelites, would eventually occupy Canaan land. And let me just quote uh, the entire passage, Genesis fifteen eighteen to 21. In the same day, Yahweh made a covenant with Abraham. This is before his name was changed to Abraham. Saying, unto thy posterity, the word is seed in the King James, but it means posterity, your direct descendants, have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, which the entire area called the Middle East, the Tigris, Euphrates, Mesopotamia, uh, of course, Arabia, and all the way all the way to Egypt. This, this territory was given to all 12 tribes. And it was in possession of all 12 tribes in the days of Christ, okay? Because on a Feast of Pentecost in 33 AD, Israelites from this entire territory, from the Mesopotamia to the river of Egypt, came and uh, celebrated with the Judahites in the city of Jerusalem. So this this territory, this, this prophecy was fulfilled by our people, okay, that uh, they would come. Uh, and uh, possess this all entire territory. This is not the bandit state called uh, what? Do, what do you want to call it? Ju- Judea land, <laughs> Judea land, e- Edom land. That's what it should be called, Edom land. Okay. So, and then here, here's the list: the Kenites. Now, the Kenites are not mentioned in Leviticus seven one. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, Durrani. What, what chapter are we in? <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm getting all confused. What? Uh, uh, what's the chapter of uh, the Torah? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. That's right. Deuteronomy. Okay, because I'm flipping back and forth here. All right. So it says the Kenites, and the Kenites are not mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter seven. Okay, and uh, let me just read through them and <clears throat> tell me which ones are deleted. The Kenizzites. The Cadmonites, the Hittites, 
the Perizzites, the Rephaims. I don't think the Rephaims are mentioned in Deuteronomy. And the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Girgashites and the Jebusites. So the, the number of tribes in Deuteronomy 7 is less. It's, it's only seven, where mm-hmm. we were given ten the, in Genesis. The ones missing in Deuteronomy are the, the uh, Kedmonites, the Rephaim, okay. and the Canaanites. Okay. So in, in essence, what we can say is the Rephaims uh, became, and the uh, Kenites and Canaanites all came in, incorporated. So the, mm-hmm. Kenite, the Kenites probably ceased to be a distinct tribe. The Rephaims is definitely a uh, reference to the giants, okay? But there were giants uh, spread throughout all the tribes, especially those that lived on the plains, not so much in the mountains. And then uh, the Canaanites are not mentioned in Deuteronomy 7? No, they're not. Okay. So then the, the, but the entire group now is called Canaanites. Oh, I'm sorry. They are mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter oh, seven. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me read them. Let me read them again. Oh, it's okay. The, in Deuteronomy seven, we've got the Hittites. Are they in? Um, yep. They're yep. in. They're mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Girgashites. Uh, yes. The Amorites. Yes. The Canaanites. Yep. The Perizzites. Yep. The Hivites. 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 Where are they? They're missing in uh, Genesis. Yeah. Okay. They're missing in Genesis 15. The Hivites are yeah. right there. Okay. The Jebusites. Uh-huh. Yes. And that's it. Okay. That's everybody in Deuteronomy so, 7. Okay. So the Kenites, the Hivites, and uh, what was the other? Rephaim. Uh, uh, yeah, Rephaim. Uh, they're the ones that are not mentioned. But nevertheless, they still exist. They were either incorporated into one of the other tribes or there, there's a patronymic, namely that uh, several tribes uh, were named under the same name as the, that given to Canaan. Because there's other places in Scripture where uh, so, many of these tribes are listed as the descendants of Canaan, okay, who was the uh, descendant of Noah who was cursed by Noah. It wasn't Ham who was cursed. It was Canaan who was cursed. And he mm-hmm. evidently, the, although the Scripture doesn't say it, <clears throat> He moved in with all of these tribes listed here in Genesis 15, and he became their patronymic. Eventually, they all called themselves Canaanites. Okay, so all these tribes essentially are Canaanites, and later on, they took the name of Esau and were called Edomites. Okay, so it's it's essentially the same bunch of people. And these are the descendants of the fallen ones. Okay, they carry the blood of Cain, the Kenites. They obviously intermarried with one another. And if they didn't, they already had the blood of the fallen ones in them. Okay, so um, these are the accursed tribes, which the Israelites were commanded to utterly destroy in, in various places in the Torah. Okay, so just to clarify all that, that's why there's a difference. There's 10 tribes mentioned in uh, Genesis, but only seven in Deuteronomy 7. All right, back to you. All right, um, verse 2 of Deuteronomy chapter 7. And when Yahweh thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Okay, we're not supposed to make any deals. (laughs) No deals with them. Okay. 
<clears throat> but as we have often said, when commerce was involved, they could buy and sell to these people, but they, no political or familial deals, okay? Other, other than commerce, we should have no dealings with them, period. Okay, back to you. Verse 3, neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Ooh. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt, take thou, shalt thou take unto thy son. So the Bible considers all all tribes to be equal, right? Really? Wow, there you have it, right there. Okay, there you go. Please continue. Verse 4, For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of Yahweh be kindled against you and destroy you suddenly. And I want to, here's the argument that some people will make when you point this out to them. They say, well, what about if these other races follow God as well? They won't turn you away from following God because they follow God too. So this obviously can't be true with, yeah. with all these people. But there you have it right there in, in Scripture that says we're not supposed right. to do this. Well, even if they <clears throat> all descended from Adam and Eve, which we know they did not, right? the command is clear that uh, we should not intermarry with them. Either they were evil from the get-go, which is what two-seed line theology teaches, or they became evil somewhere along the way, and therefore we should not mix with them. So it doesn't really matter, okay, whether you're a two-seed line or not. The command is clear, all right? So uh, anyway, uh, Brother Abair uh, gives us a nice list here in the chat room. Kenites, descendants of Cain, right? Kenizzites, a branch of the Kenites, nomadic hunters, okay? Cadmonites, serpent worshippers, in the Middle East, Ooh. Mount Hermon, where the fallen angels descended from heaven. Uh, very good. Hittites, descendants of Heth, also the tribe of Esau married into, corrupting his line. Yes, for sure. Perizzites dwelled in the north of Canaan forest country of Shechem. Uh, Rephaim is a reference to giants or the fallen ones, the offspring of the fallen angels with the daughters of Adam. And probably they mixed with other races as well. Amorites, offspring of the fallen angels and Canaan's descendants, and those are the mountain dwellers. Mountaineers is another uh, definition for the word Amorite. And the Canaanites, of course, the descendants of, uh, that stayed with Canaan. But he apparently, Canaan apparently did leave his seed in those other tribes as well. Okay? So, because he wanted to, uh, that, that curse, that accursed seed had to be mixed in with all the other Canaanite tribes. Girgashites, prehistoric nomads of Canaan, and uh, and uh, Jebusites, another hybrid tribe of Canaan. Okay, so we see that Canaan mixed his blood with many of these tribes, if not all of them. All right, thank you, Brother Abar. Okay, back to you. All right, uh, verse 5. But thus shall you deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art an holy people unto Yahweh thy God. And holy just means separate right right here. Exactly. Yahweh thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Wow, this is so racist. (laughs) That is so racist. (laughs) Right? 
Okay. I mean, how much separatism? I mean, yeah. this is so separatist right here. I don't know how you can possibly it, it, deny it. It's even supremacist. <laughs> it is right? above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. This above. blood, yeah, above. This is the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Period. No one else counts. All right. Wow. So the, the people on this planet have two choices: you either have dominion through us. Okay, Yahweh's chosen people, or through the Jews. You're seeing what the world is like under the dominion of the Jews right now. Okay, that's Mm -hmm. what you're seeing. All right, back to you. Verse 7. Yahweh did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people, for you were the fewest of all people. Yeah, at the time, yeah. Okay. At the time, yeah. yeah. And I would still say we're probably not that. Well, yeah, our numbers uh, are We're not the most populous people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the nor, Chinese are the most populous people right. in the nation. Nor, nor, are, are are we po- nor are we popular, <laughs> right? They, right. Everybody wants to kill us now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Jews have trained them very well. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. But because Yahweh loved you and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers – as Yahweh brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now, the interesting part about that is the vast majority of those Israelites did not want to leave Egypt. They were comfortable in their slavery. Okay? The same is true of our people today. Mm-hmm. They are comfortable being the slaves of big pharma and liberalism and uh, communism and globalism. They're very comfortable being slaves of the Jew world order. Okay? But Yahweh and his son, Yahshua, are going to bring us out of it. But it's going to be as tumultuous as the uh, the Israelites leaving Egypt in those days. (laughs) And even more tumultuous because this time it's going to be global. Mm -hmm. And I'm expecting uh, just recently... Because the book of Revelation predicts that there would be a global flare-up, you know, uh, a a solar flare that would knock out uh, a lot of these electronic devices. And Elon Musk just lost uh, maybe two-thirds of his satellites because a global flare-up destroyed them all. Okay? That's just a sign of things to come, folks. So if, uh, if you wake up tomorrow morning and your cell phone doesn't work, you will know why, all right? <laughs> okay, back to you. Verse 9, Know therefore that Yahweh thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keeps covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Oh, with who? With who? With, with them that love him. And keep his and commandments. Keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Now, how many generations since Moses? Well, uh, it's something like a uh, hundred at the most. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's another nine hundred to go. <laughs> oh and gosh! Of course, and of course, uh, that means, of course, eternity. All right, that's what yes, it's right. just a figurative. It's example. not literal. It's just no. Yeah. yeah, but even if we're literal, we're nowhere close. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because the generations from Adam to Queen Elizabeth II is exactly 153. Okay. All right. So we're no, nowhere near a thousand. Back to you. Verse 10. And repays them that hate him to their face to destroy them, 
He will Ooh. not be slack to him that hates him. Ooh, he will repay be... him to his face. <laughs> you don't want to be slapped in the face by Yahweh now, do you? <laughs> right? Okay. And of course, all of us have been so slapped uh, many times in our lifetimes. We just want to—we don't want that to happen now. Uh, as we're approaching the judgment day, we we want to stay pure and clean as much as possible. All right, mm-hmm. because because uh, the prophecy is that the world will be destroyed by fire. Mystery Babylon, the ships of Mystery Babylon will all be burning while they're floating on the ocean, and we had an example of that just recently. Uh, there was a ship that had all kinds of Mercedes and uh, Porsches and all that kind of stuff, and a lot of electric cars being shipped from Spain to some port in America. I'm not sure which port. And that ship caused, caught fire. And uh, what caught fire was the batteries of the electric cars. Okay? They had to evacuate the entire crew of that ship, and they just let it burn. Okay, so anybody who wants to get an electric car, better think twice about it. Better think twice. Back to you. Verse 11. Thou shalt therefore keep the commandments and the statutes and the judgments, which I command thee this day to do them. Wherefore, it shall come to pass, if you hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that Yahweh thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he sware unto thy fathers. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of your land, your corn and your wine and your oil, the increase of your kind and the flocks of your sheep in the land, which he swear unto your fathers to give thee. Thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. That is if we obey his laws. Okay. Now, it stands, uh, it's, it's patently obvious that the Jews are, are not farmers. They don't raise cattle. They don't raise sheep. They don't grow corn, wheat, and uh, barley. They don't do any of that because they're not Israel. Okay, they, don't, they don't fit any of these marks. And in their writings, in their Talmud, they despise agriculture. And they despise physical labor. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they know only the Adamites were cursed to work by the sweat of their brows during this uh, judgment period. Okay, they know that. They know who they really are, but they're pretending to be Israel, and they've got still got the whole world fooled. Only those of us in identity have any inkling of who they really are. They're the descendants of these accursed tribes. Back devil worshippers. Yes. Oh man. No, they Literally. are the devil. Yeah. Literally. Right. No, devil no, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're the progeny of the evil one, all right, that seduced Eve. Back to you. Verse 15, And Yahweh will take away from you all sickness, and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which you know upon you, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. Yes. it's a, That is, if we obey him. Yes, it's it's spiritual medicine, <laughs> right? <laughs> just obey yep. his laws, and then most of these diseases will not be able to enter you. It's just like you know the the debate between uh, Pasteur and oh, I forget the others. Two Frenchmen who were debating, you know, what is the true cause of disease? And Pasteur said, "Well, it's germs." Okay. Now the other guy said, "No, it's uh, it's keeping your body clean." from contamination, right? Because mm-hmm. if you poison yourself, then it makes your body vulnerable to germs, okay? So the real cause of disease is not germs. 
it's the environment that your body is in. And clearly, the other guy was right. But, of course, Big Pharma uh, follows Pasteur because this, this gives them an excuse to mm-hmm. dispense their drugs, right? And their yep. vaccines. Mm-hmm. Even worse. It's about what you put in your body. Exactly. How well yeah. you take care of yourself. Do you get out and, and get exercise or do you yeah. just sit all the time and do nothing? Yeah, well, I, I do too much sitting. <laughs> I'm always sitting in front of a computer. So I get up and move around as much as I can. All right, back to you. Verse 16. And you shall consume all the people which Yahweh thy God shall deliver to you. Your eyes shall have no pity upon them, neither shall thou serve their gods, for that will be a snare unto you. If thou shalt say in your heart, these nations are more than I, how can I dispossess them? Thou shalt not be afraid of them, but shalt well remember what Yahweh thy God did unto Pharaoh and unto all Egypt. The great temptations which your eyes saw, and the signs and the wonders and the mighty hand and the stretched out arm, whereby Yahweh thy God brought you out. So shall Yahweh thy God do unto all the people of whom you are afraid. Moreover, Yahweh thy God will send the hornet among them until they that are left and hide themselves from you be destroyed. Thou shalt not be affrighted at them, for Yahweh thy God is among you, a mighty God and terrible. And Yahweh thy God will put out those nations from before you little by little. Thou mayest not consume them at once, lest the beasts of the field increase upon thee. But Yahweh thy God... Yeah, let me just interject here. So yeah. apparently, so that the land does not become utterly barren and you have to start over. So just uh, uh, get rid of them little by little so that wild animals and uh, wild uh, plants and stuff don't take over the territory and you have to, too many weeds, put it that way. <laughs> there are mm-hmm. too many weeds. Now, the extent to which the Canaanites practiced agriculture I'm not sure of. Uh, they apparently didn't do. Uh, they were probably still hunter gatherers, because this was a very lush place, and they could just pick fruit and vegetables and you know potatoes and things like that out of the ground, and uh, you know survive that way. But they de- certainly did raise cattle and sheep. The Canaanites did, right? And goats. There's no doubt that they did that. Okay, back to you. Verse 23. But Yahweh thy God shall deliver them unto you and shall destroy them with a mighty destruction until they be destroyed. And he shall deliver their kings into your hand, and thou shalt destroy their name from under heaven. Thou shalt no man be able to stand before you until thou have destroyed them. The graven images of their gods shall you burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein, for it is an abomination to Yahweh thy God. Okay, now whether the the, uh, the Canaanites were so evil that the, even the gold and silver were contaminated. <laughs> now maybe the, they were uh, like some um, hybrid, because the descendants of Cain were the first metallurgists. They were the first metalsmiths, okay? And they were surely, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, when you combine two metals together, alloys. They were practicing on alloys. I'm sure they were doing that. So maybe there was something wrong with the alloys they were creating that, uh, you know, the vibration was r- wrong and it wasn't really pure gold, even though it looks pure it's not, and it's mm-hmm. not not sil- pure silver, even though it looks pure, like fool's gold, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Okay, please continue. 
Just speculate last, there. Okay. Last verse, uh, verse 26. Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into your house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it, but you shall utterly detest it, and you shall utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. So be careful what you buy from a Jew. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Be careful. All right. Chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 1. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which Yahweh swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which Yahweh thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or not. And he humbled thee and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you knowest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might know that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yahweh does man live. Amen. The raiment, thy raiment waxed not old upon thee. Neither did thy foot swell these forty years. You shall not consider in thy heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so Yahweh thy God chasteneth thee. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of Yahweh thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For Yahweh thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills hills thou mayest dig brass. Okay, so it's really obvious that the Canaanites would have gravitated to such a land anyhow, right? And uh, mm-hmm. that apparently was the most lush paradise in uh, the whole of uh, you know, the Levant and the whole of uh, Arabia, Mesopotamia, etc. Okay. Uh, so by this time, uh, why they didn't stay in Sumer? Well, maybe there were some. Actually, there were. Uh, let me correct myself because in Babylon, there were such people. Okay. So not all of them gravitated to uh, Canaan land. Back to you. Verse 10. When thou hast eaten and... When thou hast eaten and are full, then thou shalt bless Yahweh thy God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you forget not Yahweh thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command you this day. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up, and you forget Yahweh thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought you forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers knew not, that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee, to do you good at thy, at your latter end. And say in your heart, my power and might of mine hand has gotten me this wealth. But you shall remember it, Yahweh thy God, for it is he that gives the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. 
And it shall be, if you do at all forget Yahweh, thy God, and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. As the nations which Yahweh destroys before your face, so shall you perish, because you would not be obedient unto the voice of Yahweh your God. Amen. So nowhere does Yahweh command that the Israelites should start banks and money-lending institutions. Mm-hmm. Right? There's not one word of that in Scripture. So why are the Jews so good at it? Because they're, they never have been Yahweh's people. They've always practiced that throughout history. And just one more proof that they are not Israel. Mm-hmm. All right, chapter 9. It's interesting how he talks in this chapter about, um, you know, we we think that we have done all of this. Right. But really, we need to be thankful, be humbled, and thank yeah. Yahweh for everything. Well, yeah. How many, even right. Israelites, do you know who uh, uh, are very proud and arrogant because they're wealthy? Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Yeah. The Father has not given me that opportunity yet. (laughs) So, because I I have a feeling if I inherited $20 million, I might just just go to South America and live on a mountain all by myself and and watch the world destroy itself. But that's not to be. All right, back to you. Yeah, I mean, it's to keep us humble. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 9. Hear, O Israel, you are to pass over Jordan this day to go in to possess nations greater and mightier than yourself, cities great and fenced up to heaven, a people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom you know and of whom has heard this, thou has heard say, who can stand before the children of Anak? Understand, therefore, this day that Yahweh thy God is he which goes over before you as a consuming fire. He shall destroy them. Yeah. Oh, no doubt Anak was one of the descendants of the Rephaim. No doubt about it. The fallen angels. Exactly. And he shall bring them down before thy face. So shall you drive them out and destroy them quickly, as Yahweh has said unto thee. And also Anak is uh, is cognate with Nachash, the the, uh, being that seduced Eve because Nachash represents the fallen ones. And so Anak and Nachash are very much related words. Back to you. Okay. Verse 4, Speak you not in your heart after that Yahweh thy God has cast them out from before thee, saying, For my righteousness Yahweh has brought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations, Yahweh does drive them out before thee. Not for thy righteousness or for the uprightness of your heart, does thou go to possess their land? But for the wickedness of these nations, Yahweh thy God drive, does drive them out from before thee. And that he may perform the word which Yahweh swear unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, so this proves the contention that the word holy does not mean righteous. Because uh, right here in verse 5, he's telling us that it's not, not because you were good and righteous and upright, it's because the, these people are even more wicked than you are, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it's a relative distinction. All right, back to you. Verse 6, understand therefore that Yahweh thy God gives thee not this good land to possess it for thy righteousness, for thou art a stiff-necked people. <laughs> right. Remember and forget not 
how you provoked Yahweh thy God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that thou didst depart out of the land of Egypt until you came into this place. You have been rebellious against Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Also in Horeb, you provoked Yahweh to wrath so that Yahweh was angry with you to have destroyed you. When I was gone up into the mount to receive the tablets of stone, even the tables of the covenant, which Yahweh made with you, then I abode in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. I neither did eat bread nor drink water. And Yahweh delivered unto me two tables of stone written with the finger of God, and on them was written according to all the words, which Yahweh spake with you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. And it came to pass at the end of 40 days and 40 nights that Yahweh gave me the two tables of stone, even the tables of the covenant. And Yahweh said unto me, Arise, get thee down quickly from hence, for your people which you have brought forth out of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They are quickly turned aside out of the way which I commanded them. They have made, a, made them a molten image. Furthermore, Yahweh spake unto me, saying, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Right. <laughs> Let this, me alone. Yeah, this is more proof that the word holy cannot possibly mean righteous or upright. It just cannot yeah. mean that. Okay, back to you. We've seen this word stiff-necked several yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Okay. <laughs> Verse 14, let me alone that I may destroy them and blot out their name from among from under heaven, and I will make of thee a nation mightier and greater than they. So I turned and came down from the mount, and the mount burned with fire, and the two tables of the covenant were in my two hands. And I looked, and behold, you had sinned against Yahweh your God, and you had made you a molten calf. You had turned quickly aside quickly out of the way which Yahweh had commanded you. And I took the two tables and cast them out of my two hands and break them before your eyes. And I fell down before Yahweh as at the first, forty days and forty nights, I did neither eat bread nor drink water because of all your sins which you sinned in doing wickedly in the sight of Yahweh to provoke to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure wherewith Yahweh was wroth against you to destroy you. But Yahweh hearkened unto me at that time also. And Yahweh was very wroth with Aaron to have destroyed him. And I prayed for Aaron also the same time. And I took your sin the calf which you had made, and burned it with fire, and stamped it, and ground it very small, even until it was as small as dust. And I cast the dust thereof into the brook that descended out of the mount. And at the Teberah, and at Massah, and at Kibroth Hatava, you provoked Yahweh to wrath. Likewise, when Yahweh sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and possess the land which I have given you, then you rebelled against the commandment of Yahweh your God, and you believed him not, nor hearkened to his voice. You have been rebellious against Yahweh from the day that I knew you. Thus I fell down before Yahweh forty days and forty nights, as I fell down at the first, because Yahweh had said he would destroy you. I prayed therefore unto Yahweh and said, O Yahweh God, destroy not thy people and thine inheritance which thou hast redeemed through thy greatness, which thou hast brought forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Remember thy servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look not unto the stubbornness of this people, 
nor to their wickedness, nor to their sin. Lest the land which ye, whence thou broughtest us out say, because Yahweh was not able to bring them into the land which he promised them, and because he hated them, he has brought them out to slay them in the wilderness. Yet they are thy people and thine inheritance, which you brought out by, by mighty power and by a stretched out arm. Okay. Now back to verse 19 where Moses says, And I took the two tablets and cast them out of my two hands and break them before your eyes. Of course, this he did in anger. He was not supposed to do any such thing. Okay, so this is one of the reasons why Moses was not allowed to cross the River Jordan into the Promised Land. Okay, chapter 10. He was a heck of a man, though. Oh, yeah. I don't blame him for getting angry. (laughs) No. (laughs) Right? You know, if that was me and and Yahweh had had said, uh, you know, I'll just make a nation out of us. I'll be like, yeah, let's do that. Let's get rid of this. You know, I couldn't have done (laughs) that. I wouldn't have had the patience that he had. No, no, no. So Moses, he picked a guy who was uh, you know, very humble to begin with. Humble, so- yeah. Soft-spoken, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. Chapter 10, And at that time Yahweh said unto me, Hear thee two tables of stone like unto the first, and come up unto me into the mount, and make thee an ark of wood. And I will write on the tables the words that were in the first tables which you broke, and you shall put them in the ark. And I made an ark of shit of wood hewed, and hewed two tables of stone like unto the first and went up into the mount having the two tables in my hand. And he wrote on the tables according to the first writing, the Ten Commandments, which Yahweh spake unto you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. And Yahweh gave them unto me. And I turned myself and came down from the mount and put the tables in the ark which I had made. And there they be, as Yahweh commanded me. Okay, I'm looking up the word shittim, and it says here it's actually the acacia tree, which is a very thorny tree. And it's quite possible that that the crown of thorns was made of acacia wood as well. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, it could be okay. mockery you know, when they did that. Okay, back to yeah. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Verse 6, And the children of Israel took their journey from Beeroth of the children of Jacob. To Masera. There Aaron died, and there he was buried, and Eleazar his son ministered in the priest's office in his stead. From thence they journeyed unto Gudgoda, and from Gudgoda to Jotbath, a land of rivers and waters. At that time Yahweh separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of Yahweh, to stand before Yahweh to minister unto him, and to bless in his name unto this day. Wherefore, Levi has no part nor inheritance with his brethren. Yahweh is his inheritance, according as Yahweh thy God promised him. And I stayed in the mount, according to the first time, forty days and forty nights. And Yahweh hearkened unto me at that time also, and Yahweh would not destroy you. And Yahweh Thanks a said, lot, Moses. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No appreciation whatsoever, right? No. Okay. Well, Moses was a type. He was, you yeah. know, 40 days and 40 nights, just like Christ was in the, right. in the wilderness, 40 exactly. days and 40 nights. Yes. And Yahweh said unto me, Arise, take thy journey before the people, that they may go in and possess the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give unto them. And now Israel, which what doth Yahweh thy God require of thee? 
but to fear Yahweh thy God, to walk all to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve Yahweh thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of Yahweh and his statutes, which I command thee this day for, for thy good. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is Yahweh's thy God, and the earth also with all that therein is. Only Yahweh had a delight in thy fathers to love them, and he chose their seed after them, even you above all people, as it is this day. Okay, there's another one. There's its Above all people. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Verse 16, circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart, and be no more stiff-necked. Okay, so the foreskin, circumcise the foreskin of your heart, okay? And that's what happened at Pentecost in 33 A.D., okay? Circumcision of the heart. Mm-hmm. So here it's, it's, uh, it's prophesied, actually, that it would happen. Back to you. Verse 17, for Yahweh your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and a terrible, which regards not persons, nor takes reward. He does execute the judgment of the fatherless and widow, and loves the stranger, in giving him food and raiment. Love ye therefore the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Okay, that's Gare. Yeah. In each case, yep. Thou shalt fear Yahweh thy God, him shalt thou serve, and to him shalt thou cleave, and swear by his name. He is thy praise. And he is thy God that has done for thee these great and terrible things which your eyes have seen. Your fathers went down into Egypt with threescore and ten persons. So they went there with 70 people. And now Yahweh thy God has made thee as the stars of heaven for multitude. Mm -hmm. So they went in 70 and came out. Yeah. 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 Well, it was at least two million coming yeah, out of Egypt. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. And who knows how many millions now, right? After four so, years? <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay, and then more, more yet to come. Chapter right. yeah. 11. Therefore thou shalt love Yahweh thy God, and keep his charge, and his statutes, and his judgments, and his commandments always. And know ye this day, for I speak not with your children which have known, which have not known, and which have not seen the chastisement of Yahweh your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his stretched out arm, and his miracles, and his acts, which he did in the midst of Egypt unto Pharaoh the king of Egypt, and unto all his land. And what he did unto the army of Egypt, unto their horses, and to their chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea to overflow them as they pursued after you, and how Yahweh has destroyed them unto this day. And what he did unto you in the wilderness until you came unto this place. And what he did unto Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, the son of Reuben, how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their households and their tents and all the substance that was in their possession in the midst of all Israel. But your eyes have seen all the great acts of Yahweh, which he did. Therefore shall you keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land, whether you go to possess it, and that you may prolong your days in the land, which Yahweh swear unto your fathers to give unto them and to their seed a land that flows with milk and honey. This is a fire and brimstone sermon. That's what this is, right? Yep. 
For the land whither thou goest to possess is not as the land of Egypt from which you came out. For where thou sowest thy seed and watered it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land where you go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinks water of the rain of heaven. A land which Yahweh thy God cares for. The eyes of Yahweh thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass, you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love Yahweh your God, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that you may mayest gather in your corn and your wine and your oil. And I will send grass in, the, in thy fields for your cattle, that you mayest eat and be full. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and you turn and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then Yahweh's wrath be kindled against you and he shut up the heaven that there be no rain and that the land yields not her fruit unless you perish quickly from off the good land which Yahweh gives you. Therefore shall you lay up these words, these my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall teach them your children, speaking of them when you sit sit in thy house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall write them upon the doors, doorposts of your house and upon your gates, that your days be multiplied, and the days of your children in the land which Yahweh swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. For if you shall diligently keep all these commandments, which I command you to do them, to love Yahweh your God and to walk in all his ways and to cleave unto him, then will Yahweh drive out all these nations from before you and you shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. Every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours from the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, the river Euphrates, even unto the uttermost sea shall your coast be. There shall no man be able to stand before you, for Yahweh your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land you shall tread upon, as he hath said unto you. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse, a blessing if you obey the commandments of Yahweh your God, which I command you this day, and a curse if you will not obey the commandments of Yahweh your God, but turn aside out of the way which I command you this day, to go after other gods which you have not known. Okay, uh, let's go back to verse 24. And every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. Okay. Yahweh ordained that we came to America and took possession of it. The native Indians here do not have a tradition of land ownership. They teach that they belong to the land. We, we teach that the land belongs to us. Why? Because Yahweh gave it to us. And the accusation that uh, we whites destroyed all these Indians by force is not accurate. The vast majority of Indians died by disease. Diseases that we brought, but it wasn't deliberate, right? Okay. <laughs> and their immune systems were not prepared for the diseases that we brought over, okay? So that that's a false accusation. And on top of that, 
the Indians uh, made a habit of annihilating each other, the various tribes, and even destroying each other's cattle. So whatever they, you know, they want to accuse us of, the Indians were guilty of as well. Even that, Chief Seattle, before he died, he said that his people had become corrupt and deserved to be di- deserved to die. All right. So even Chief Seattle is on our side in this case. Back to you. Verse twenty nine, <clears throat> and it shall come to pass when Yahweh thy God has brought you into the land where you go to possess it, that you shall put the blessing upon Mount Gerizim. And the curse upon Mount Ebal. Are they not on the other side of Jordan, by the way where the sun goes down, in the land of the Canaanites, which dwell in the mm. Champagne over against Gilgal, besides the plain, beside the plains of Moray? Oh, wait a minute. Champagne? What That's is what that? That's what it says. Yeah. That can't be what we uh, think of. Okay. It means, uh, it means desert slash wilderness. A, a, a plain of wilderness, okay, uh, in the sense of sterility. That's very so. It's a, a sparse, a sparse wilderness. Okay, back to you. I wonder why they use that word. Yeah, because we have a town in Illinois called Champagne. It's this is how it's spelled, <laughs> Champagne, <laughs> Illinois. That's where the University of Illinois is located. All right, back to you. Verse thirty. Oh, I'm sorry. Verse thirty-one. For you shall pass over Jordan to go in to possess the land which Yahweh your God gives you. And you shall possess it and dwell therein. And you shall observe to do all the statutes and judgments which I set before you this day. Okay. I mean, uh, I guess this is why the modern Judeo-Christians don't like to read the Old Testament. (laughs) There's no no way you can say that the law has been abolished if you read the Old Testament. No. Yeah. It just doesn't make common sense that that the law has been abolished. I mean, no. if that's the case, then it would be, it's okay for us to murder, to steal, yeah. to rape, to you know. Well, exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, I remember this one case of a, a black a young black man uh, who hated his father because his father used to beat him all the time, and uh, the excuse his father gave was, "Well, the law's been done away with. I can do as I please," <laughs> and so. So this is why this black young black guy turned against Christianity, okay? Mm-hmm. Because of the stupidity of this teaching of antinomianism. Utter stupidity. Yeah, back to you. Chapter 12. These are the statutes and judgments which you shall observe to do in the land, which Yahweh, God of your fathers, gave you to possess it all the days that you live upon the earth. You shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which you shall possess serve their gods upon the high mountains and upon the hills and under every green tree. And you shall overthrow their altars and break their pillars and burn their groves with fire. And you shall hew down the graven images of their gods and destroy the names of them out of that place. You shall not do so unto Yahweh your God, but unto the place which Yahweh your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name there, even unto his habitation shall you seek, and thither thou shalt come. And thither you shall bring your burnt offerings, and your sacrifices, and your tithes, and heave offerings of your hand, and your vows, and your freewill offerings, and the firstlings of your herds and of your flocks. And there you shall eat before Yahweh your God, and you shall rejoice in all that you put your hand unto, you and your households, wherein Yahweh your God has blessed you. You shall not do after all the things that we do here this day. Every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. 
for ye are not as yet to come to the rest and to the inheritance which Yahweh your God gives you. But when you go over Jordan and dwell in the land which Yahweh your God gives you to inherit, and when he gives you rest from all your enemies round about so that you dwell in safety, then there shall be a place which Yahweh your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there. Thither shall you bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes and the heave offering of your hand and all your choice vows which you vow unto Yahweh. And you shall rejoice before Yahweh your God, ye and your sons and your daughters and your men servants and your maidservants and the Levite that is within your gates for as much as he has no part nor inheritance with you. Take heed to yourself that you offer not your burnt offerings in every place that you see, but in the place which Yahweh shall choose in one of your tribes. There you shall offer your burnt offerings, and there you shall do all that I command you. Notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat the flesh, eat flesh in all your gates, whatsoever your soul lusts after, according to the blessing of Yahweh your God, which he has given you. The unclean and the clean may eat thereof, as of the roebuck and as of the heart. Only you shall not eat the blood. You shall pour it upon the earth as water. You mayest not eat within your gates the tithe of your corn or of your wine or of your oil or the firstling of your herds or your flock, nor your any nor any of your vows which you vowest, nor your free will offerings or heave offering of your hand. But thou must eat them before Yahweh thy God in the place which Yahweh thy God has chose shall choose thou and thy son and thy daughter and thy manservant and thy maidservant and the Levite that is within thy gates. And you shall rejoice before Yahweh your God in all that you put thy hands into. Take heed to thyself that, thy, that thou forsake not the Levite as long as thou live upon the earth. When Yahweh thy God shall enlarge thy border as he has promised you, and thou shalt say, I will eat flesh because my soul longeth to eat flesh. Thou mayest eat flesh, whatsoever your soul lusts after. If the place which Yahweh your God has chosen to put his name there be too far from thee, then you shall kill of thy herd and of thy flock, which Yahweh has given you, as I have commanded you, and thou shalt eat in thy gates, whatsoever your soul lusts after. Even as the roebuck and the heart is eaten, so shall you eat them. The unclean and the clean shall eat of them alike. Only be sure that you eat not the blood, for the blood is the life, and you mayest not eat the life with the flesh. Mm. Okay. Thou shalt not eat it. Thou shalt pour it upon the earth as water. Yeah. By the way, uh, nowhere does Yahweh take money <laughs> as an offering. Right? <laughs> okay. You can't bribe him. Yeah. All right. Okay. You shall not eat it, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee. When thou shalt do that which is right in the sight of Yahweh, only thy holy things which thou hast and thy vows thou shalt take and go unto the place which Yahweh shall choose. And you shall offer thy burnt offerings, the flesh and the blood upon the altar of Yahweh thy God, and the blood of thy sacrifices shall be poured out upon the altar of Yahweh thy God, and thou shalt eat the flesh. Observe and hear all these words which I command thee, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee forever. When you do, when thou doest that which is good and right in the sight of Yahweh thy God. When Yahweh thy God shall cut off the nations from before you, 
whither thou goest to possess them, and thou succeedest them, and dwellest in their land. Take heed to thyself that thou not, be not snared by following them, after that they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Thou shalt not do so unto Yahweh thy God, for every abomination to Yahweh, which he hates, have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters, they have burnt in the fire to their gods. Mm. What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. All right, there. Deuteronomy 12:32. Whoever adds to the law or takes away from it, is in violation of Yahweh's laws. Okay, now, this obviously includes the rabbis, but how about the Judeo-Christians who say the law has been done away with? Aren't mm-hmm. they diminishing from his commandments? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, uh, back to uh, the blood and the flesh. So it's, it's obvious that we are not to be vegetarians. There's nothing wrong with a vegetarian diet except that uh, most of those vegetarian diets lack protein. So you have to have, uh, if you choose a vegetarian diet, uh, make sure you eat a lot of legumes, which have more protein than the other vegetable kingdom, right? So you really have to be careful. And uh, I just saw a video. It was a TED, uh, what do they call it? TED, uh, I forget what the whole title is, but a TED lecture video where a lady uh, from childhood had nothing but health problems one after another until she was 30 years old and older. The doctors could not diagnose what her problem was. And she finally just started eliminating things from her diet. And she had to eliminate all grains, all vegetables, and find up she wound up eating nothing but beef. Wow. And when she had an exclusively beef diet, all her ailments went away. All of them, okay? So I have a feeling that what happened to her was she she started developing a um, uh, you know a, a, a resistance or reaction to GMO, mm-hmm. okay? Because that that causes celiac disease, all right? And so they put so many chemicals on top of the grains as as various poisons, glyphosate, etc. And that's that's not, that's not the only one because in the processing of the grains they add all kinds of bleaches and other poisons. Then what that does is destroys the um, cilia of your intestines, which are the uh, kind of like protuberances that absorb the nutrients. Okay, well these chemicals burn burn the cilia, so therefore it's called celiac disease. And uh, I think I had a version of that when I had uh, uh, really a strong congestion for a couple of years, maybe three or four years that lasted, until I finally eliminated these these poison you know, wheat products from my mm-hmm. diet, okay? So I think more people are suffering from celiac disease, various versions of it, than they realize, okay? Mm-hmm. So stay away from big pharma and, uh, you know, poison poison food. You have to stay away from it. Okay. All right. So a good show. We'll pick up with Deuteronomy chapter 13 next week. All right. All right. Sounds Thank good. Thank you. Thanks. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. And uh, be good because your life depends on it. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. Yahweh bless everybody. Bye. All right. Take care. 
Bye-bye. See you next time.